In the heart of the state of the art, at the dawn of the next stage in entertainment, you found no proscenium. You have indeed found No Proscenium, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. This week on the show, we have three incredible guests for one great interview. Diana Williams, Kamal Sinclair, and Yasmin Alayat will join us to talk about the Peabody Awards all-new digital and interactive category, which will present legacy awards at next week's awards ceremony. The Peabody's are some of the most prestigious awards in all of media, and this is the first year that they will be honoring projects across the sweep of games, transmedia, and other interactive and living media forms. All three of our guests today are members of the jury, and each has been a key player in bringing some of the best examples of stories that matter to life in the field. Before we get into that... We've got events and headlines brought to you this week by yours truly. Starting with events, we've opened up the last few spots for our DIY Publicity 101 for Immersive Creators, which will take place this Monday in two sessions, one at 7 p.m. East Coast and another at 7 p.m. West Coast time. These are limited to just 10 participants each and are almost sold out, so... Check the show notes if that sounds interesting to you. On Thursday, the 24th, Tara O'Connor will be taking part in an AMA, that's Ask Me Anything, for those of you who don't speak Reddit, on our Discord. Reddit, Discord, our Discord, that's right. Uh, Tara's work spans everything from performing in third rail projects, Then She Fell, to teaching immersive performance techniques, designing interactive experiences, and creative coaching. Her workshops are always popular tickets at our summit events, and this is a chance to pick her brain. Then on Thursday the 31st at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern in the Discord, both myself and Laura Hess will host the first in our new series of community forums, this time on expectations and advisories. This will be an open community forum session exploring how audience expectations are set, what audience members seek in content advisories, and how creators seek to market their works while maintaining mystique. All are welcome. It's open to one and all, and we will use a town hall format. So check the prompt and bring your thoughts. And the No Pro Book Club will discuss Laura Hall's Planning Your Escape next month. The meeting is on April 12th in the Discord. And now for the headlines. The South by Southwest XR experience swept through Austin this week, bringing a whole lot of VR and AR projects into the spotlight. On the morning you wake to the end of the world, which will be available on MetaQuest next week, walked away with a jury award, and, to step into editorial mode for a moment, it was more than well-deserved. You can get more of our take on that piece on a special South by Southwest XR Experience podcast episode just two stops back in your feed, and we interview Steve Jamison, one of the co-creators of the documentary, in episode 328 of this very podcast. 
The wrap has a feature on the pushback the Walt Disney Company has had from veteran Imagineers over the plan to move that division to Florida. According to the wrap's founder, Sharon Waxman, quote, the requirement to move or quit has decimated the ranks of Disney's storied creatives, with some telling the wrap that the Imagineers have been reduced by more than half since last fall as a result, unquote. Waxman has a small thread on Twitter today, while the full piece, which also dives into how Florida's Don't Say Gay Law has added to the tension, is behind the rap's paywall. Could it be an ARG or perhaps just a little transmedia tie-in? In either case, our own Catherine News spotted a strange little booklet, The Lexington Letter, in the Apple Books app straight out of the world of the Apple TV Plus series Severance. You might want to go check that one out if you've been catching the show, and I know a lot of you have. Speaking of ARGs, this weekend we've got a bonus episode of the podcast with Michael Anderson of ARGN.com, where we talk about the ARG for The Batman, the latest Hollywood blockbuster. (laughs) That's so, it sounds so mundane that way. Uh, And you can't talk Batman and ARGs without talking about the legendary Why So Serious game. And you can't talk Batman without me waxing poetic about comic books. So what I'm saying is nerd alert. Keep an eye on the feed for that. Uh, One more thing before we get into uh, thanking our new latest backers. Uh, If you happen to enjoy a little virtual putt-putt, we're holding the first NoPro Walkabout Mini Golf VR Tour this April. Weekly games in random quartets. Check the show notes for how to sign up. Thanks to Augie for setting that up for us. This is a great chance to meet fellow immersive enthusiasts and creatives in a truly playful environment uh come along uh let's go let's go play some mini golf in vr together all right um this whole operation uh is brought to you by our generous patreon backers uh we had one of the sustaining backers had to dip out uh this past week so we put out the call and oh my goodness so many of you answered so here's the roll call of the people who are saving us this week uh and every week all the time all of our backers Joshua Judkins, Jeremy Rausch, Branson Bozzi, Jenny Powell, Andrew Roybler, Michael Cass, Andrew Preble, Amanda Harris, Katie Wolf, Allison Darcy, Jessica Outlaw, Ann R., and Justin Martin. Thank you all for jumping in and keeping us going. It means so much. And now, a little musical cue and this week's interview. The Peabody Awards are some of the most coveted in all of media. Designed to honor stories that matter, every year the Peabody Awards holds a ceremony honoring the latest and greatest in storytelling. This year, something special is happening. A brand new category is emerging for digital and interactive storytelling, and we are lucky enough to have members of the jury who have selected the winners for this year here on the show with us. I'll let everyone introduce themselves because we've got three voices coming at you and I want you to know who's talking. So uh, we'll we'll kick it off with the chair of the jury. Hi, um, so I'm Diana Williams. I sound like this. Um, I am the CEO and co-founder of Kinetic Energy Entertainment. Um, and as Noah mentioned, I am the serving chairwoman of the interactive board. <laughs> 
My name is Kamal Sinclair. Really honored to be on this board and for Diana Williams to have gathered such an incredible cohort of people from across the interactive space. Um, I am the former director of Sundance Institute New Frontiers Labs, um, which looks has been following the space for over 10 years, 10 plus years, and now I'm the co-leader of the Guild of Future Architects. Hello, I am Yasmin Elliott, and I am um, an artist and immersive director and co-founder of Scatter, a creative company that's based here in Brooklyn that creates uh, volumetric capture tools and VR films like uh, Zero Days VR and Changing Same. And I am one of the new additions to the board, and I'm very excited to be with all of you here today. Diana, I want to start, throw this question out to you. What is exactly the mandate of the jury with regard to digital and interactive storytelling? How wide of a net is being cast here with this category? Our mandate, and this goes back to really what the you know the organizing board around the Peabody wanted to have happen with, with Jeffrey Jones, was to make sure that we are, and that the Peabody is recognizing all forms of storytelling. That is first and foremost in, in alignment with stories that matter, which has always been the charge of the Peabody's. So what we're looking for and what we've been really thinking about in forming this board and going forward with this is reflective of the, the current jury um, on the board. We are looking at all types of storytelling from interactive journalism to you know, XR, so VR and AR to strides of made in audio, or just across the board, gaming, interactive narrative. Um, because these, this is where storytelling has gone. This is where it's going to continue to find um, a bit different of, of a type of ambition um, where in this area, we're not so limited by shall we say some of the realities like when you're making film or tv you know the laws of physics apply and because the laws of physics apply um it does put some guardrails around how wildly creative people can be in the realm that we're looking at people can take their imagination as far as the technology will allow them to go and that's pretty far and what we have seen over the decades of people poking at the intersection of storytelling and technology is wild innovation and ambition um, that has found its way into the narrative form. And so we are continuing to not only honor the past of those projects and those creators, but to also look forward to who's coming up and who has next. So brass tacks. Uh, we're all people who've worked in traditional media. We, we grok what the Peabody Awards means. My old job used to chase them. But why should folks in the digital interactive fields who don't have that context, because the awards haven't been here in this section before, uh, why should they be excited about the Peabody Awards recognizing these fields at last? Uh, as mean maybe maybe you're a practicing artist you know in in this exact space scatters doing incredible work meaningful work what does it mean that the peabody awards are are coming to town 
Yeah, no, it's very, very exciting moment. I, you know, before Scatter, I was working at the intersection of documentary and journalism in the new media space. And so obviously, um, a lot of peers and colleagues have been, um, you know, uh, winning these awards. And so I've been following the Peabody's for you know, decades. And I think what's really interesting for, you know, such a prestigious award that's been, you know, uh, around for 80 plus years, there has been an evolution within the Peabody's over those years, you know, the started with radio and then having this moment for TV and this evolution that keeps going. And then um, I think this this moment to me represents for our industry an inflection point. Um, the fact that this uh, the Peabody's are now recognizing this work that's been being made for decades. So, you know, as an artist in this space, this is um, quite a significant moment. Um, I think an artist in this field, a lot of the work here has been you know, for some reason, I would say it gets relegated into these niche spaces or these, you know, these types of events or, um, you know, that are more maybe in the gaming or other types of, um, you know, uh, events. And I wouldn't say that they get the type of recognition that the work that's being made right now, that's quite sophisticated work, quite groundbreaking work um, should be recognized. You know, it's, it's, um, and I think what's amazing about um, the Peabody's is this, recognition that's beyond our field. It'll be international recognition um, like the Emmy Awards are and why they're also sought um, after for. And so I think that's the the biggest thing. It's like, it, I think it represents an inflection point. I think it says something about um, the industry. And um, I think that's why it'll be really um, exciting for all the creators in this space to also be, um, uh, you know, to, to see this award and this category and also to see the the, the diversity of the types of work and fields being recognized. Kamal, with your work with the Sundance Labs, you've seen a lot of projects, uh, the, the, the New Frontier, come from the point of inception in these fields. Uh, is this is this an epochal mark that now that the, the Peabody's are, are, have, have sort of you know, locked this in because I like even just think on the level of gaming, the the fact that there's there's folks on the on the jury who are from the gaming field, uh, and that that feels like a long time coming, and even a chance here to sort of not just look at what has been coming, but what's what will be uh, going forward. Absolutely, <clears throat> I mean when you think about a lot of these mediums. They're forty-plus-year-old mediums that you know, gaming, uh, even VR. Uh, these things have been around for a long time, and we, the the artists of 2022, 2021, we're standing on the shoulders of an incredible legacy, and that then they haven't been recognized, um, particularly in the ways in which people working in an interactive space. Um, you know, there's a lot of perceptions that oh, this is gaming, this is for kids, this is for counterculture. Um, pop culture, but they don't, I guess we haven't seen a recognition um, on on deeper levels around the incredible work that's being done around stories that do matter. Um, you know, when I first started at Sundance, Michelle Satter, my boss, said, your job is to go find projects that make meaning. And, you know, I think about the communication architecture that we've been doing that work as storytellers, as story makers um, over the history of humanity. And it is important to continue to communicate through that architecture as it expands, as it evolves, especially nowadays when it's the most complex, dynamic, and expansive architecture we've ever known in human history. And we want to make sure we're honoring that, not only to um, continue to attract people to the space to deepen that work, 
but to honor this incredible legacy that has already existed for so long. And so I was really happy that the Peabody Award Committee, and along with obviously the decision makers like Jeffrey, decided to start with legacy. That's a perfect segue. Legacy. This is the first year of the awards and the choice was made to start with legacy projects. So could we expand on that a little bit? Why why that choice? Why not just just say, all right, first year, what's hot, what's new? Why set the stage like this? So a lot of the thinking around that, and this is really what um, Kamal said is so beautifully, there's been so much work done in the past. There were so many, you know, we can give, we have to give honor to and respect to the tinkerers, the dreamers, those who came before who said, but what if we could? Why don't we try? How's about this? And from there, it's always that that meld of of someone looking at like, I got this thing that's, I have this thing I'm looking for a problem to solve. And that's kind of what tech does sometimes along with, and storytelling sometimes is that solve. So there've been so many amazing artists and creators that have come before that I think a lot of the public just doesn't know. And that's kind of what's so great about this combination of the Peabody plus um, this grouping of artists is because the Peabody has such a, a wider megaphone. It is such a known institution and what it upholds and the fact that it is known for storytelling and for stories that matter. So to have this megaphone that can, and, and bright light, shall we say, that can shine light on these artists that have been tinkering a bit in the dark, and especially if you're doing VR and other types, <laughs> you are in the dark <laughs> making this and you're doing your coding and everything and thinking about the story, um, it just allows us to broaden out the audience for them, um, hopefully. And for ha- and for those that are continuing to create now and into the future, um, the audience knows where they come from. And so, you know, that was the importance of, of awarding these, these legacies. Um, additionally, by us doing the Legacy Award, it allows um, the artists and practitioners out there to know what our thinking is and how we're going to approach this space and what are going to be the awards to come, what are going to be those categories. And so it's, it's uh, the legacy awards are doing a heavy lift in two ways. One honoring the past, but then setting us up for the future. I agree with Diana. Um, and I, again, thank her for her leadership in setting these, this vision um, and I want to just talk a little bit about why interactive, because, you know, we often hear, you know, why do I need to see it in an interactive format? You know, I can get the message on a, a flat screen that's linear and broadcast based just as easily. But I think what these artists have done that we've been looking at and, and again, the shoulders that we stand on is that they are finding why this story exists in this interactive space that doesn't compete with traditional media at all. In many ways, it complements it, but it gives a a dimension to the story that you can only achieve on that particular technology or that platform. It gives um, a different relationship to the story for audience. Um, And I think that some of the, you know, kind of artists that we've looked at as a jury help to answer that question, why interactive? Um, like for example, one of our jury members is Navid Kansari and his project 1979 revolution was one of those 
you know, answers of documentary in gaming, it gave us a sense of not just learning about the history of something, but being complicit in it by being a participant, being someone who went into that history and had to make choices. So that's one thing as well that we hope this award helps to articulate is that there is a value in these interactive mediums around telling stories that matter that are not in competition with traditional media, but are very complementary to it. It's always felt as I watched games in particular kind of vie for, you know, cultural legitimacy in the mainstream. Like I, I can remember being a kid and watching like Siskel and Ebert do their, you know, Christmas shopping list thing and just kind of being like, oh, these are fun, but like, you know, this, this, this stuff doesn't matter. You know, like you're, this is not narrative, you know, you're not pushing story this way. And, and, and it kind of like stuck in the craw of a lot of folks who wanted to make games and, and just there's a way in which the Peabody's coming in kind of feels like a, that, that moment of acknowledging you can tell stories that matter, as it says in the Peabody's, in these formats. But there is a special challenge to, I guess, not not just getting caught up in all the the, the whiz bang, right? Like Diana, you were mentioning, you know, oftentimes it's about you know how far with the digital or the interactive, how far the technology can go, or you know the technology finds that that stories are a problem it can sort of solve. But I'm thinking about squaring that circle of making work that matters while leveraging the technology, it, it can, it's, it's not always a simple formula. Like some things can kind of like, you know, get in the way that agency can sometimes get in the way of maybe the intended meaning. I mean, I love the way you, you put that question because so I always call it getting caught up in the bling. It's like, look at all the things it can do. And I'm like, but why is it doing that? Why do I, wearing the headset, poking at my phone, moving my mouse, walking through an experience, why, why do I matter? And um, I, think I, I think one person who can really speak to this, who has kind of been in between that would be Yasmin, especially with the work that she's done, Emmy Award winning work um, at Scatter, especially with Zero Days, because I feel like to me, that's something, that's a story that when you hear that story, you're like, oh, of course it should be just, you know, a flat a flat 2D documentary that I watch on a stream or I watch in the theater. And yet she found a way through Scatter to bring us bodily into it. Yeah, I'd like to, It's it, uh, thanks, Diane. I think um, one way I like to think about, um, you know, there is the risk that you're, you're stating, Noah, but the one way to think about the work that will stand through despite um, um, some of these challenges or limitations or, you know, um, actually, you know, you can also see technology as a way to um, open up new opportunities. Um, I would say it's like stories that matter, but also stories that couldn't be told in any other way. And I think that is the, the type of work that um, will shine through. And I think that's the type of work that speaks to people, um, you know, audiences and the creators that are able to take you know, technology while, you know, that, and they're not leading with it. I mean, you know, I think that's the key, you know, as an artist, we definitely, and an artist who is very technically, I have a technical background, I do not lead with it. I actually think it's, um, I'm agnostic. And I think a lot of the, uh, the best artists out there are, I think it's seeing the technology as a way to expand new, you know, it's a new experiential tools, it's new opportunities, it's um, ways to tell stories that couldn't be told in any other way, you know, like with, with serious days that, um, Zero Days VR, which Diana mentioned, you know, even though there is an Academy Award winning 
um, director who, who um, you know, Alex Gibney creating the feature film, um, we, the film is about cyber warfare. It's about invisible, intangible topics. And we thought that, you know, what better than VR to tell a story of something that is so intangible and digital, a world that we, you know, we completely exist in, you know, how can you um, leverage the medium of VR to tell the story in a new way where you can embody the virus and travel to places that you could never go to, you know, like um, nuclear facilities and so forth. And I think that is the type of um, work that will be honored in, in the legacy projects and the type of awards, I mean, type of projects moving forward as well as the ones that are able to, you know, tell stories in completely new ways and use technology as um, new in, 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 as an opportunity. You mentioned uh, you stories that couldn't be told any other way. What is, you know, it's, it's a basic question, but it, it's often fascinating to see how different people view this. What is it that interactivity affords you as a storyteller that uh, a non-interactive form doesn't? What what kind of meaning does it open up in your eyes? Well, it, it you know that question is so broad. I mean, as the three of us and our peers on the jury and our colleagues in the field, you know, we're we're kind of like. Um, we're at a vantage point of experiencing such a broad array of creativity and imagination in which, you know, storytellers, story makers, and also story uh, people that design play spaces for story to happen um, with the participation, which is a very different orientation to making stories than we um, have done in, in more broadcast based media. But in many ways, it's a return to the ways that story have existed, you know, for the entire uh, span of human creation, because we are human humanity, because we we're when you think about ways in which, you know, oral story tradition, telling traditions, dance and music, like we we have we have known story um, in an embodied way uh, throughout our history. And in many ways, kind of moving to the linear broadcast uh, relationship as the majority of the way that we engage with it is, is, is kind of leaving out a, a big part of the human experience in relation to story. And so what this does is not even bring something that is um, it's, it's allowing us to reconnect within a framework of, of our, our digital lives, the way that, you know, people already are there. We're not telling them to come and do something that they're not already engaged in. This is storytellers seeing their audience already in these spaces and and cr- helping to construct a, a way in which these stories that matter can can be generated. Um, now that being said, there are, as Yasmin said, with these new technologies, the scale of them are different. The the ways in which we can embody them are very different. Um, the ways that we can interact beyond just who can be in the room in a live experience. It, and and I started out as an experimental theater artist at NYU back in the nineties. And I had never touched anything digital in my life. And I remember being jealous of my filmmaker uh, friends at NYU because they got to, we would put the same amount of work and energy into uh, a project. Um, Mine would go up for, you know, maybe a five week run at a tiny uh, theater, 80 seats in the Lower East Side, where theirs could live on in perpetuity. Um, and it could expand, you know, beyond just the limitations of that one moment of liveness. But I didn't want to lose liveness as an artist. So when I came upon transmedia and alternate reality gaming and all of these um, kind of nonlinear storytelling that the internet afforded on a, on a much different scaled level, 
I go, oh my gosh, I can participate in this dynamic, expansive world and still have aliveness. This idea of mixed reality started, it was already starting to form in those early days of social media and interactivity. And that to me was one of the things that excited me about coming into this space was being able to find um, embodied experiences, feelings of liveness, ephemerality, as well as all of the ways in which you can interact and co-create like participatory stuff that you can do in these mediums that you can't do in other mediums. So that that's just a little bit of why I was excited and drawn to the space. I love that answer so much, <laughs> like both parts of it, particularly that idea that it's, it's, it's less about this all being new and more about it's just getting back in touch with the way storytelling has always been. And that in fact, we were sort of funneled down for a while and tools were taken away and now the full breadth are back. Diana, I think you had something. Yeah. And also, you know, I think this, you know, what is this called the interactive space? Sometimes that's a word that is um, too expansive. And then other times it's a word that is, um, constricting, but let's just go with interactive at this point. Um, it allows creators who are already thinking about a story to let the audience then say, oh, I never thought about it that way. I never saw it that way. And also the creator is then able to say, you know, when they're looking at a story and they're thinking, oh, if only I could, this arena allows them to push more into that. So then it allows the audience to come with them. Um, and I think that that's what provides such excitement. That's why I look, I've, I've been very fortunate in my career that I have, I've produced and created on every single media platform out there from film to TV to games to podcasts to everything. And each media platform allows for something different and unique for the creator to be able to do, but also different and unique for the audience to be able to be a part of or enjoy that story that the creator wants to tell. And in this realm, to be able to have an audience be able to engage on a much different level and in a different way, I think that's where the excitement builds for all of us on the jury to be able to see that hand in hand of the ambition and, and excitement of the creator along with how the audience uh, responds to that. Speaking of the jury, uh, what's it like to be part of this jury process? I, I imagine there's probably some extra metaphysical weight for this being the first group and, and laying down the template. But I also imagine there's probably like it's probably a lot of fun, like all these different projects and all these different creative voices, like getting together. Like, put us in the room. What's it like? Well, at the beginning, when we were like, I think it was just a six of us that were like, okay, what is this board? What are we trying to do? And who should be here? It was really putting together and thinking about what don't I have? That was my first thought was like, what don't I know? What don't I have? And who can fill that bill? Who brings in other perspectives? It's such a diverse board in terms of our skill sets, our life experiences, and what we do for our jobs. Um, that I feel we really complete a lot of this arena. Um, but that also calls for, we're all very, um, 
very opinionated, let's put it that way. And we all have very distinct points of views. And so it's a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work and it was a lot of, a lot of, um, teeth gnashing and really trying to get points apart because we know how important this is what we've been doing for our careers. And we want it to hit a level that more and more people know that these works of art exist, that they are fun, that they're entertaining, but they also do a lift of like asking you to look at the world around you differently. And so keeping all those things in mind, plus the Peabody stories that matter just calls for a lot of deep thinking and a lot of long walks and conjoling and trying to um, get people to understand why, why you are pushing for this project for this creator. So it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of talking in so many words. So, so, so many words and votes, lots of votes. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing over here because it is kind of hilarious how many times the the title of okay what is this going to be is it going to be immersive it's going to be emerging media oh my gosh and it mirrors the field in so many ways and i remember um at one of our labs aaron koblin was there and uh you know he's always asked he's a, a incredible um digital artist and he's always asked okay you know, what is this thing called? And and he was like, I'll let the historians figure that out. Um, I'm just making work. And I think it kind of it kind of speaks to what, you know, what emerging media trying to define something that is emerging in its, you know, is is the challenge, right? And it is those conversations. It is having all these incredible people in the room having this conversation that allows us to codify and even to codify on a, on a kind of a, a chronological order because some of the stuff is not emerging media anymore. Gaming is mm. been around and it, 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 but it's still bringing stories that matter. So in that way, the emerging media thing doesn't necessarily play in this category. So broadening it to interactive honors, you know, a 40 year, 40 year plus tradition. So I think, um, yeah, I think that was one of the kind of, hair pulling parts of it, but also something that was incredibly joyful to be in conversation with my colleagues and figuring out what we all thought about it and learning. Because you also, it really became apparent, you know, words matter (laughs) and words have meaning. And then you realize how words are triggering. I mean, we went down hard in trying to even name the board, you know, interactive board. Like I'm, if I, remember correctly, you guys can correct me on this one. Like I hate, I'm not a fan of the interactive word I'm because, but I'm also coming from traditional media that has used that word and has destroyed that word so much that like that was the baggage I was carrying. Um, so, you know, we really went deep into trying to define this area that's kind of undefinable. Um, that, you know, we don't want to use the phrase new media because to Kamal's point, it's not, a lot of it's not new. And new media also is another, you know, two words that have been conjoined by traditional media and has kind of ruined it. Um, we don't want to say emerging because a lot of these artists are not emerging, but, but it is new and it is emerging for still a large part of the audience. So how do we also honor the audience to come to these projects and these creators that we are highlighting? And I think I think of all the times, you know, in the in the transmedia field, you know, the, the the arguments that would go around what these different words mean. But 
but it it, it does help. It's funny because it, it, you have these relationships of of you know the awards start to form up and then people start to think of the work a certain way and that itself becomes a provocation to either make work in that fashion or reject what the the norm line is and maybe create something entirely different you know or 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 by being in dialogue with with this these flows uh artists are able to either embrace the standards or reject the standards and that's where in those two impulses some of the strongest work winds up emerging and for me that's what's exciting about the peabody's recognizing this work is just thinking about what's going to come in the wake of it what's going to come now that this is sort of a a, 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 a fi- not a finite point but like a, a touchstone for creators going forward i think that sounds that's what makes this so exciting i mean and challenging but really exciting you know just to expand on what you just said Noah, and what kamal and diana said you know i obviously was um a recent addition you know to the board i joined um uh, alongside Gabriel Dance and Navid Honsari and Opiemi Olokemi. And um, why I was really excited to join was because exactly what you're talking about, we, you know, not only about, you know, talking about emergent work and, and um, you know, it's also that this board is defining something that is always evolving, um, you know, because it, it, there is technology involved and whenever technology evolved, it's like a living thing, you know, that it's always um, expanding, it's always being redefined. Um, and that's why the artists in this space are exciting to watch. And this work is exciting because it's always evolving. It's always, you know, expanding. Um, and so it's also a very diverse space. It's very wide. It's very inclusive of all these different disciplines. Um, and I don't know, how do you, how, I think that kind of the, the board has its work really cut out for it because how do you, how do you find, how do you build the blueprint for something like that, that is always going to be evolving and redefining and, and um, growing and expanding, you know? So it's, it's a challenge and it's super exciting. And I and I do think to the point of like the you know expanding and challenging and all those words that say work work work, I just I always think and it's within my head it's just the voice of Jay Bushman who is on our board, and Jay just keeps saying, it's it's about stories that matter and that's what galvanizes everything and everyone on this board stories that matter, and I think by having that north star we're in a great position of always knowing where we're heading and and the excitement to it and knowing that we can with this with these awards and with the Peabody do right by the creators and by a growing audience that wants to enjoy stories in so many different ways. You mentioned Jay Bushman, friend of the show Jay Bushman, uh partially responsible for this thing existing Jay Bushman. I mean no pro. Um uh, like literally, I believe the podcast may be his fault. So that <laughs> he's a great exemplar here of the kind of person who makes the kind of work that this award could be honoring, particularly the Legacy Awards. He's he's done these incredible transmedia projects. You have Amy Amy Henning, Henning uh, who's you know Uncharted. Like like these these are these are major influential storytellers. How does the board just not give the awards to the other members of the board? <laughs> laws, and, laws and bylaws. I mean, oh, rules are meant to be broken, Diana. That's what the past five years have been about, right? All this I gotta say. Been, oh, go ahead, Diana. Oh my god. No, I was just gonna say this has been the biggest sadness actually on the board. So yes, 
all the things we said before about us being excited and yay, look what we're doing. But then the reality hit hard. And I remember it was a sad, sad, cold day in New York when when I would say 90% of the board realized that their past projects could not uh, be included <laughs> because <laughs> we're on the board. <laughs> Let me tell you, Noah, every time, because I, I think I came on fairly early, and every time I'd hear from Diana or Jeffrey about a new person coming out of the board, I'm like, dang it, <laughs> like, wait, they were going, they were already on my list of someone that I would have recommended. So yeah, Diana did this to us. But in my defense, before I brought them on the board, I said, hey, FYI. <laughs> here's what can't happen and then everybody had to and i think this does speak to the spirit of everybody on the board like yes there's sadness to not be to not be considered for the legacy award and then you know for anything that's in the next two years however i think it is the the, the purpose and the drive of making sure that what we're all doing collectively gets shined and Absolutely. I think, you know, I have to give everyone so much, so much praise. Um, Yasmin, I know you're, you're being very quiet um, for joining the board at their own kind of dem demise, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> because this is an, it is an important award. And we hope that, you know, these are all, that these are all people who will continue to make things in the future and hopefully that they will be up for the next Peabody Interactive Award. However, at this point, uh, we had to all. All of us. My have I have two projects that were sad when I had to call them and tell them good news. I'm chairwoman of this board. Here's the not good news. And so that was a those were not great phone calls. To make. No, Although there is a way in which oh, good part. I was going to say all all jokes aside. I mean, Diana has put together an incredible board, and I think yeah, to your point, everybody that said yes is invested in you know having seen this work close up to making sure that broader audiences get a chance to understand this awesome thing that's been going on. And there's a kind of a way that, that the fact that no one can win an award right now is a little bit of a blackmail to make sure the people will keep making great work in the future if they want to finally get their hands on one. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for spending all this time with us today. Uh, this is, this is you know, I, I, I asked the questions because I have to, but this is a very exciting moment for the fields uh, to have the Peabody's coming in. And, and indeed I, I'll, here's where I could editorialize for a second. I really can't think of a, of a better group of people to be uh, deciding where the spotlight shines than, than the group that you've put together, Diana. Like this is, this is a really spectacular moment for, for the field. Uh, so Thanks. thank you for and that. It, and it was a real group effort like for you know so there were a couple people on the board who i didn't know who um jeffrey jones brought up or that um jay brought up and it just really shows the depth and breadth of this of this area this discipline um and i'm really excited for everybody to kind of to discover what we already know and that this community is super vibrant and wildly innovative all right the digital interactive storytelling peabody award will be announced on March 24th, I believe, with a, along with the rest of the Peabody Awards. So here we go. And uh, that's just uh, a few days away when this drops. So very, very excited to see uh, what the shape of the legacy projects are. Again, thank you all for being on the show today.
Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Once again, I want to thank Diana, Kamal, and Yasmin for being our guest on the show today. The Peabody Awards are coming on the 24th. Very, very interested to know what the Legacy uh, Awards are going to be given out to. Who the Legacy Awards are going to be given out to. Who, what, same difference. Okay, let's do this. Uh, just gonna get through the credits real fast. Uh, there's some work going on around the apartment. Uh, no pro backers, uh, know this, uh, you've got a special episode of the podcast coming out next week for GDC. We've got more of our conversation with Alex Colum from a couple of weeks ago. We're going to drop that into the feed. That's going to be backer only. Also, you know what? I am overdue for an irregular. So get ready for a stream of consciousness. We're just in podcasting mode right now. This is going to be like five or six things in a single week. Uh, in a two-week period, I think we'll have eight podcasts. Why? Because we can. Um, that's what's up with that. And we hope, uh, we're hope we providing you uh, what you want. I guess I should really check the downloads. That, that would probably help to let me know what's going on, uh, whether or not you're enjoying this or not. You're enjoying it. Yes, you are. Be quiet. All right. Enough from me. Uh, look, this entire thing exists only through the grace of our Patreon backers. Uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash no proscenium. Seriously, truly, uh, it keeps me alive. It's not a joke. It's not like, oh, spiritually, it keeps me alive. No, 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 a roof over my head. Thanks to the Patreons. So uh, thank you to everyone who jumped in this week uh, to fill the gap. And thank you, of course, to our sustaining backers who uh, shoulder a big part of the burden here. They are Ari Hurston, Chris Woolman, Eric Shamlin, Deborah Robinson, Elaine, Jay Bushman. Yes, you heard his name earlier. Jerome Joseph Gentis, David Basick, Lonnie Hanson, Mark Balthazar, Sidney Guillory, and Jan Budman. Thank you all. The associate producer of this podcast is Parker Sella. Music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. Special thanks to Shimano Lachlan for voicing our intro. Catherine Yu is the executive editor here at No Persinium, uh, but she's too busy playing with Severance. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> she's got a lot going on right now, let me tell you. Actually, I can't tell you. That's part of the rules. The No Pro Podcast, uh, this thing uh, is written, edited, hosted, produced, blah, 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 whatever. I'm the reason why it sucks. I'm Noah Nelson, and until next time, thank you for wearing the mask. Mm-hmm.